When you think of great duos, who do you think of? Jordan and Pippen or LeBron and Dwayne Wade. I mean, I talk about basketball a lot here on this podcast, but for the Barcelona version, there's PK and Puyol or PK and Mascherano or the easy example of Xavi and Iniesta. And as you can hear from my voice, the perfect teammates aren't just professional athletes. It's cold season. I guess the flu and cold medicine, perfect teammates as well. But in this case, when it comes to growing your business, that's you and Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. To be honest, I've been doing this show long enough. And as I mentioned, it's cold and flu season. You hear it in my voice, especially during the holiday season. So whenever it comes to this business, anything that I can set up and kind of have working in the background that I know and can trust is just plugging along without my attention. Those are the things that I really value at this point. So when my brain is foggy, all I can do is manage to turn on the microphone, talk to the guest, or just talk to myself and get out a piece of content. Everything else, having that all automated or working in the background, that's been important to keeping me sane. And that's the thing about something like Shopify. What I do love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So no matter how big or small, how good of a month or how bad of a month, things are just the same working in the background. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs on every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tbpod, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash tbpod now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash tbpod. Welcome to episode 506 of the Barcelona Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Hilton, and after a week of listener questions, I ask you, when was the last time Barcelona played as well as they did against Real Betis? It has been a while, and I had no problem getting the five headlines here. Probably could have made it eight or nine. But just before we dive in, I'll remind you, if you aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do. I would love to get to 15,000, maybe even by the end of this month or next month, and then, I mean... Is 20000 possible by the new year? Maybe. With your help, it will be. And if you're just listening, a nice review would be great. Spotify, Apple, regardless of where you're listening, it's always helpful to get those five stars and get the word out there that way. So, all right, with that out of the way, let's do it. The five headlines for Barcelona's 5 nothing win over Real Betis. Headline one, a dream on loan. I think the only issue with Jao Felix in this game against Real Betis is that he is on loan. And without a buy option, that means that Barcelona is going to have to go back to the negotiating table if they want him at all. It did take Barcelona until the seventh minute to really gain substantial control in Betis's half of the field. Some good stuff from the Jaws even early on in this game. Ultimately, the run of play in that seventh minute ended with a long one way over by Cancelo, but warning shots early from Barcelona. And a big picture from this game is that it was the best Barcelona game in a long, long time. Definitely this season, of course, but probably dating all the way back to the Spanish Super Cup. And yet, I felt like Barcelona weren't as clean and tidy as they possibly could have been, potentially. So what I mean by that is there were heavy touches from Balde to start this game, but I also felt like 
many balls were behind him, not being passed into his path. But the positive thing was, even though things involving Balde, I think, weren't entirely clean in this game, Felix worked hard to cover for him. And it was still, even with the third forward, and people want to get all trite about the formations a lot, but it was still at 3-2-5 from Barcelona when they attacked. But it never really got stuck because of Zhao Felix's ability to attract attention in a way that that inverted forward, whoever it may be, we've seen Gundogan and Pedri and Gabi, and even when Ansu and Ferran Torres have been coming off the bench and playing in there as that inverted forward in, again, that 3-2-5 buildup, Zhao Felix was just a different profile there that fit perfectly. But to be more precise, it wasn't even a 3-2-5 necessarily, but a 3-2-2-3 with the young and Romeo the pivots together, or is a 3-2-3-2 with Cancelo adding to the midfield with De Jong and Romeu. And Barcelona were switching up their tactics. I'm going to talk about Cancelo with the fifth headline, so I'm already giving that away here because I want to get back to Felix with headline one here. Tenth minute, a little dummy from Felix to get Lewandowski in a really good position. It doesn't lead to a goal, but continuing to show you that Barcelona were finding that game early. And they did break through. The 1-0, Cancelo was the one who wins it, Romeu delivers, and Felix on the second attempt doesn't give up on it, finds the angle, and it's a really nice goal from Felix. It wasn't perfect. Again, just like this whole game, it wasn't perfect, but Barcelona were more talented, they had a better game plan, and they were superior in this game. And honestly, the reason why I think people enjoyed it is because you saw character from this team, and particularly from Zhao Felix. A lot of character in his performance, and I think that first goal personified that best of all. The second goal, Felix at the center of that one too. Barca looking a bit too congested in the midfield. Now, Cancelo was right in the midfield business too, but then a quick vertical change of pace pass. Christensen's pass gets dummied by Felix, and Lewandowski is in on goal. And this is what Felix said after the game too, that he and Lewandowski were talking prior to the game about keeping Felix close. Lewandowski has not been getting the proper service that he wants. He has not had that other forward around him up in his grill and Gabi has different responsibilities when he's playing as that inside inverted forward on the left. So to have Felix and Lewandowski combining the way they did with Barcelona having the possession they did, it did feel like it was only a matter of time before Lewandowski broke through too. Fun thing about Lewandowski against Betis, he's now scored in each of the four matches he's played against Real Betis all time. And the guy who delivered that assist, not the dummy, but the assist was Christensen, who was 44-44 on his pass in the first half. Where if Cancelo is your right back, and Balding is your left back. Xavi has a good problem on his hands with Christensen, Araujo, Kunde, and yes, Enegro Martinez. But between the three of Christensen, Araujo, and Kunde, Kunde as well in this game, not his best, not his sharpest, but just like Balde, certainly a net positive. Kunde has been awesome to start the season. Maybe Barcelona's best player to start the season. And Christensen is just good every time he's called upon. He's been dealing with that injury. So yes, Araujo also out injured and he should be back maybe before Tuesday. So I don't know going forward, Kune, Christensen, Araujo, if Xavi goes with Cancelo at right back and Balde at left back, and those are just your lock them in starters. That's how we want to play. That's the style of play with the left back with that job and a right back with that job. So to have those three center backs and those options, really interesting here. And that idea about Christensen being pushed into the midfield to be a pivot, to supplant and give some rest to Oro Romeo, not that crazy, right? I mean, De Jong really is the other pivot option in a 4-3-3 or the 3-2-5, but yeah, I don't know. There's a good problem for Xavi to have here. But yeah, back to Felix. He was trying at times, this is the negative part, I feel like he was trying too hard at times, but I would rather too much ambition in the opponent's third than not enough. 
because his proximity to Lewandowski, as I mentioned, opened up so many things. And even in the spots when he went at the opposition and lost the ball, he just straight tackles to Hector Bayerine, who did not have a great day. But even when Hector Bayerine stood him up and Mark Barter would go over and help out, Felix was losing the ball in positions that allowed Barcelona to get the ball back in Betis's half of the field or be in the proper positions to be able to defend. Because when Felix was going 1v1 at the opposition, Balde was behind him to be able to cover for him and at his left-back spot. Felix didn't go at the opposition when Balde was making that overlapping run. It's a really good sense by Felix. I want to add, too, that there is no headline for him, but there was a really good save before halftime because the rest of these four headlines are going to be mostly about the second half. But for Ter Stegen, he could get lost in this, but he had a really good save before halftime. A terrific pass from Isco, but William Jose couldn't finish, pass the strong love of Ter Stegen. And at that point, the game was... 2-0, could have been 2-1, and certainly a much different contest, but Ter Stegen makes that save. Barcelona go into halftime in good shape. So let's keep this train on a moving. Headline two is foundational, Gabi. In a weird way, I thought that Gabi seemed to represent this game from the Barca perspective. In front of 45,055 fans, which is a good number, much, much better at Montjuic, and you can still stuff a few more people in there, but that is a much healthier number than what we saw before the international break. But on the other side, too, Real Betis' entire defense was made up of former Barca players. Juan Miranda, Chadi Riyad, Mark Bartra, Hector Bayerin. And also adding to that, that there were more starting 11 ex-La Masia players than there were in Barca's starting 11. That being 5 to Barca's 3, because you're adding Sergi Altamira and Mark Roca to that as well. And then Abde was on the bench. So there was a lot of Barca, or ex-Barca, I should say, representation. And on the field for Barcelona, there was just Balde and Gabi, and actually, yeah, Oro Romeu with Lamine Yamal coming off the bench. So, yeah, only four total players for Barcelona's academy featuring in this contest. So that's why it felt like Gabi was kind of like, hey, I am still the representation of the academy. I am the representation of Barcelona. And you could see when Barca was kind of, not say, on the back foot. But that midfield today, I think, not say led by Gabi, but it did feel like it was being led by Gabi. Dyung and Romeo were protecting him, and they were the ones barely put a foot wrong. I had one bad giveaway apiece from Dyung and Romeo in the first half. Unless I missed something, I think those two were perfect in the second half. But Gabi's work rate, once again, kind of summed it up. He's a do-everything midfielder, and I've been talking quite a bit about him on the listener questions and his evolution and what that growth looks like. I mean, if he's going to play like this and play in that midfield, I think that's another one of those arguments for Xavi about a good problem to have. That Gabi of this midfield trio with De Jong and Romeo behind him, how do you replace Gabi with Gundogan if he is fit or with Pedri when he comes back? Because Gabi looked like he was the best midfielder, arguably the man of the match in this game when Barcelona were flying high. Last time they were this good in the Spanish Super Cup, Gabi was also maybe the best player in that game. So it's just really interesting the way that he helps out the front three as a midfielder. And looking to that 53rd minute, just another really good piece of buildup by that front four. And I say front four because Gabi was kind of, yeah, the other high interior next to Felix in that system with Ferran Torres kind of wishing he was able to get a little bit more on the ball, that they played him a little bit more in. But still, we'll get to him in a second, made an impact in the way he could. But Gabi was just everywhere, touching every blade of grass. You didn't put him up there on the left. And not to say he's a left winger like Kuman had used the mass, and that was a catastrophe. But even as that inverted forward, where he's kind of stuck between the two minds of his responsibilities, Xavi said, go out there, Gabi, be my midfielder, work hard, win the ball, show your technical skill on the ball. And yeah, let's go out there and score some goals and support your forwards. And Gabi did that and more. Just a great game from Gabi today. When you think of great duos, who do you think of? 
Jordan and Pippen or LeBron and Dwayne Wade. I mean, I talk about basketball a lot here on this podcast, but for the Barcelona version, there's PK and Puyol or PK and Mascherano or the easy example of Xavi and Iniesta. And as you can hear from my voice, the perfect teammates aren't just professional athletes. It's cold season. I guess the flu and cold medicine, perfect teammates as well. But in this case, when it comes to growing your business, that's you and Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. To be honest, I've been doing this show long enough. And as I mentioned, it's cold and flu season. You hear it in my voice, especially during the holiday season. So whenever it comes to this business, anything that I can set up and kind of have working in the background that I know and can trust is just plugging along without my attention. Those are the things that I really value at this point. So when my brain is foggy, all I can do is manage to turn on the microphone, talk to the guest, or just talk to myself and get out a piece of content. Everything else, having that all automated or working in the background, that's been important to keeping me sane. And that's the thing about something like Shopify. What I do love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So no matter how big or small, how good of a month or how bad of a month, things are just the same working in the background. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs on every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tbpod, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash tbpod now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash tbpod. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Headline three, Shark Attack. Speaking of Ferran Torres, his movement, he wasn't getting much service. But instead of getting his hand down or having a problem with that, like we might even seen last season... His confidence, I mean, he's pointing to his head because it is mental. And as much as we always talk about the physical stuff and I talk about tactics and technical abilities, and sometimes to me, it's like, is a player good or is a player bad? And the purists had a funny little line here on Twitter X that, yeah, I mean, when you replace some of the players that have struggled with just more talented players, I mean, sometimes good things happen. And that was the gist of what he said. And and for Ferran Torres, when you replace your right back with a guy in Jao Cancel that 
I'm still teasing. That's my fifth headline. When you replace him with a guy who knows what he's doing, who's got your back defensively and is combining with you well. And even though, again, Ferran Torres didn't get much service on the ball, playing off the Felix and Lewandowski combination, he still was able to find a way to impact this game. And I thought Ferran was just just playing with confidence and, and really bright, positive for him. At halftime, though, Abde comes on, unfortunately for Betis, Rui Silva, the goalkeeper, had to be replaced at halftime as well for Fran Vietes, who is the third goalkeeper, by the way, as Claudio Bravo was also out at the moment. And I'm not taking anything away from Barcelona, but I mentioned that back line for Betis. Yes, they're all from Barcelona's academy, but Chadi Viet had not yet played this season for Betis. So he's making his debut on the road against Barcelona, the team that, that just got rid of him. And the goalkeeper of the second half behind him is a guy that is registered with Betis' B team down in the third division. So I am caught between two minds just a little bit where if Betis gave Barcelona a fight, I would have given them credit. And I'm not trying to take credit away from Barcelona. You can only play who's in front of you. And especially even on the 3-0 for Ferran Torres' free kick. He cannot control that not only did the goalkeeper not set up his wall properly, but Ferran Torres admitted to miss hitting the ball. You know, it looked like a terrific free kick. That's what I had written before I knew everything. I still say it's a terrific free kick, whether it's an accident or not. It gets around the wall, which is pretty narrow. They said the goalkeeper also too far to his right to make up the ground if you're going to set your wall up where you did. But Ferran Torres putting it exactly where he needed to put it by accident and came off to a standing ovation, regardless, again, of incidental contact or not. His first ever free kick as a professional, very exciting. And most importantly, breaking the curse. I got a listener question earlier this week from Dirk asking who I thought would break the free kick curse. I said Rafinha, and I was wrong. It winds up being Ferran Torres in the very next game. And again, not only his first as a professional, but the first for Barcelona. Since May the 2nd, 2021, it was Messi against Valencia at the Mestalla. That was the last free kick that Kool-Aid's retreated to. Over two years. That is a long time to wait for a free kick. But you do look at free kicks. Messi normalized them for Kool-Aid's and everybody in world football. That it became like a normal thing that a guy scores one out of every, what is he at? One out of every 16 or 18 or whatever. And Ferran Torres, I think, was one out of his 149 chances with free kicks. But more importantly, it's Ferran Torres again putting the ball on the back of the net. That's one goal every 38 minutes since this summer began. I mean, amazing. And if you want to call him a shark, that's what he calls himself now. That's eight goals in his last nine games played as well. That is terrific from Ferran Torres. And that is a true testament to betting on yourself and also, yeah, being too expensive. Currently, for all those who said he's never been worth the 55 mil at this juncture, right now for the last three months, he's been worth the 11 mil with amortization that he's been worth this year. He's worth less than that, the year and a half that he's already been here. But if he is able to keep this up, even for the first half of the season, he is worth what he makes in salary on his wages. Maybe not the transfer fee. You can always argue about that. But what his wages are and what he's expected to do, hey, if he keeps doing this one goal every, not even 38 minutes, but extend that to 75 minutes, he is going to be either a bench option and a starter and all that you could have wished for and more. To the point where you're even asking, who cares if Rafinha is in good form or not? Do you really need Torres, Rafinha, and Lamine Mall all in great form at the same time? Not really. You basically need two and a half of them to be firing a little bit because last season it was Torres who was on the outs and he waited until he found his form again. So Rafinha, he may have to do the same thing. Or as we see, Lamine Mall gets rotated a bit more, which isn't a bad thing if he even goes down to Barca Athletic, but he's just too good that he has an impact to make on the first team. So I totally get Xavi 
even if he doesn't expect to give him a ton of minutes with Rafinha, and if Ferran Torres continues on this form, but let me know you do want that option in case the game isn't going your way. Headline four, Dembele, who? Let's keep talking about it. Gundogan, Lamine Mall, Rafinha, all come on for Felix, Romeu, and Torres, even without Pedri, even without Rondarajo. Gundogan, not fully fit. Barcelona had weapons coming off the bench. And I know that there are still those drop-offs that we talked about with Alonso. I mean, he came on late in this game, but Alonso coming on for Balde at that left-back position and Sergio Roberto in case you need him if he's needed to come on for Cancelo in a game. So the drop-offs at certain positions are still very real, but that bench seemingly overnight with Felix and Cancelo being added to this group has gotten a lot, lot better. I found it really interesting too when that group came on the field wanting to get the best out of Rafinha. He played on the right and Lamine Mall gets the move to the left. And I think that's pretty telling as well to the way that Lamine Mall is trusted to adapt to the other flank more than Rafinha is, where Rafinha is so one-footed with his left foot and cutting inside that Xavi says, all right, Rafinha, we want you to be confident. We want you to be happy. So enjoy your time on your right wing. Lamine Mall, yeah, we know what you can do. Let's see what you can do on the left side. And that looks just fine to me. Fourth goal turns around. How can I complain too much about where Rafinha was or where Xavi chose to put him? Because he basically scored in his first touch. Balde, Lamine Mall, Lewandowski complete the switch to the left. And then they find Rafinha back at the top of the 18. Just terrific movement from the forwards. Four of Barcelona's forwards scored today, including the three starters. Rafinha took one touch, puts it the other way, past the goalkeeper for the fourth goal in this game. And then by that point, Xavi knew. Done and dusted. Speaking of dust, let's dust off Marcus Alonso. He enters with Nico Martinez in the 76th minute. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Which brings us to headline five, Cancelo El Cambio. And that means the change. And that is what he allows Xavi to do. Change and adapt and work with what the opponent gives you. I'll start with his goal in the 81st and almost work backwards here. It's a wonder goal from Cancelo. Lamine Mall in traffic, finds Lewandowski, and Lewandowski keeps it moving. Cancelo takes Juan Miranda, who I always love Juan Miranda, but took his soul with a chop back from his left to his right, and then he takes it with the right, 
scores the goal. Not great from the keeper, Vietes. Again, probably should have saved both this one and the third goal from Ferran Torres. But that's not enough to Kinsella to pick the opposing goalkeeper. He can only take the shot on goal when he has it, and he had it. But I want to talk about just structurally what Barcelona were doing. People complained a lot about Xavi's tactics. And not to say excuses, but a lot of your friends on the podcast, whether it's me or Domagoy or The Purist or Levon or Emil, a lot of different people, not to say made excuses for Xavi, but have kind of said, hey, these are Xavi's ideas and he can be a bit dogmatic and he can be a bit unwavering in how he expects Barcelona to play. And you do feel like he put a lot on the individual brilliance of Dembele. But we do see adding Cancelo to this mix and Felix to a degree, but I really want to say adding Cancelo to this mix. I probably should have started with his headline because he gave you more from the right back position than Barcelona has got in any game from the right back position in a very, 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 very long time. I don't know who it was. It might have been Danny Alves and X year, there probably is a Sergio Roberto performance I'm forgetting or a Nelson Semedo performance I'm forgetting. Somebody at right back did something. And while Kunde and Araujo have been defensively really important there, Cancelo was just brilliant today with his technical ability. Teammates he didn't really know that well, but supporting them defensively and getting into important and dangerous spots, overloading the midfield when it needed to be, using the width when he needed to be, overlapping late on in the game when Rafinha came on. I mean, Rafinha had tucked inside, so that space was open for Kinsella to attack Miranda 1v1 for the goal. Kinsella was just brilliant positionally today. And players who understand how to play to the highest level, to an elite level in positional play, if you succeeded at that in Pep Guardiola's system, just like Ferran Torres is not to say it took him long enough, but he has showed us when he is good that there is a way forward in both Guardiola and Xavi's because there are comparisons in their positional play ideals. And if you can do that at an elite and a high level, then you're going to succeed under Pep and you're going to succeed under Xavi. And Cancelo, not to say that Xavi's system is easier to understand Guardiola's, but Cancelo clearly picked it up immediately from the instructions he was given and just changed the entire run of play. So many little combinations happened because Kinsella was there. You got to put Gabi back in the midfield, and you had an actual inside forward that looked comfortable in the role that Xavi wants from that inverted winger in that 3-2-5, or the, as we said before, that 2-3-2-3, or the 3-2-2-3. All right, but we're getting lost in the weeds here. Kinsella was brilliant in this game. Absolutely terrific, and maybe not even the man of the match. But from a Kool-Aid perspective, Something entirely different than what we have seen from that position in so long. But it feels like he was the man of the match without being the man of the match because of all the ways that he impacted the way the Barcelona are playing. I don't think he's going to be that good every single game. We can't ask that of Cancelo. We can't ask that of Barcelona. So I don't get used to the 5 nothings. But looking ahead to the Champions League against Euro Antwerp, if Barcelona plays like this, they're the favorites to win that game. And they should expect that they can take some of what happened in this game and they should go ahead and continue to do that. This was possession. Sure, 66% of possession is great, but this is possession and using that possession to put yourselves in dangerous positions. Dealing with the opposition's counterattacks and being completely unwavering in the way that you want to play and enacting your style on the opposition. Last thing I will say, again, not to discredit Barcelona at all, but Real Betis do ship quite a lot of goals to Barcelona in the last four years. Since the 2019 season on, Barcelona put in some big numbers against Real Betis in the goal-scoring department. But let's end with a positive note. That's not Barca's fault. You get the three points, whoever you get them. And for now, it's changed by the time you're probably watching this or have this in your ears. 
Real Madrid, of course, and Girona have the ability to overtake Barcelona in the standings. But at the moment, Barcelona sit top of Liga. And I had said I felt like Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid, they had their cohesion and they were more favorites at the present moment. But Atletico Madrid watching them today too, things can change a lot in 24 hours. So who knows what's going to happen? All I know is I've got some fun stuff planned, including the Champions League on Tuesday. So let's get ready for that one against Royal Antwerp. Barcelona fans have learned from the last few seasons. Don't overlook anybody when you hear that anthem, champ. I'm not going to do it, but you get the point. When you hear that anthem, don't overlook anybody. Barcelona, not only do they have to win their group, that'd be great, but they just have to survive and get to the knockouts any way they possibly can, kicking and screaming. So take care of business on Tuesday, and I hope you take care of business by subscribing to the channel or leaving me a review if you're a listener. And as always, until next time, Forza Barca. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.